Hey, thank you so much for joining us on the chat room. I am your host, Connor Valentine. Coming up on today's show, we will be speaking with Laura Rodriguez McDonald, co-host of the true crime podcast, Ivy League Murders. We find out more about that podcast and get to know Laura. Last week, a lot of us on the East Coast lost power due to a powerful tropical storm. My electricity was off for a couple of days, so I called a friend and insisted that he would let me come over to take a shower, charge my phone, kind of get myself situated a little bit. He finally relented, and I drove straight over there. I guess you could call it a power trip. <laughs> a couple of friends of mine told me that they plan to start a podcast about cheese, where they will give their opinions on their favorite kinds of cheese. The name of the podcast is K. So? <laughs> I heard a lame joke the other day. What do a group of whales listen to on a long journey? Podcasts, which is also the collective noun for a group of white male journalists. <laughs> We're very excited to be talking to Laura from the true crime podcast Ivy League Murders today. And it kind of got me thinking. I always try to keep an open mind with these podcasts, but as soon as they tell us about a person who has refused to be interviewed about the case, I immediately assume that's the killer. <laughs> Summer's flying by. It's been a little nippy the past few nights. And I hate to say this, but Halloween is right around the corner. I'm not sure if it will be safe by then, but doesn't matter. I'm dressing as the second stimulus package for Halloween this year, which means I'm not leaving the house. <laughs> Some very sad news to share with you. The guy who invented predictive texting passed away last night. His fun fair is next monkey. <laughs> Have you ever noticed there are levels of friendship? People you kind of know, people you really like, people you love. I believe the second highest level of friendship is this conversation should be a podcast. <laughs> the highest level of friendship is no one can know of this conversation. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I don't even know my own phone number. So, as you can imagine, signing into my account is also a hassle. So, I decided to just make my password incorrect. Because if I type it wrong, my computer will remind me your password is incorrect. <laughs> That's actually pretty clever. I probably should do that on my own because I'm always forgetting my own phone number and kind of everything else. I went to see my doctor this week, and I told him I think I am obsessed with my Twitter account. He said, I am so sorry, I don't follow. <laughs> We have a great show tonight. Laura Rodriguez McDonald from Ivy League Murders is here. Thank you so much for joining us and enjoy the show. My guest today is Miss Laura Rodriguez McDonald. She is one of the hosts for Ivy League Murders. Laura, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. So Laura, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'd love to get to know you. Well, I grew up in Cambridge, Massachusetts, right near Harvard University. And I went to University of Miami and then lived in New York City for a number of years and came back to Boston about six years ago and started the podcast really right when the pandemic started, actually, but had the idea for several years and have been working on it for a few years. So you're a lot like a guest that we just had on, uh, Lovey Roundtree Olaf, in the sense that you actually traveled quite a bit around the East Coast. Is there anywhere in particular that you have a favorite place? Uh, well, I think probably New York City. I'm not sure I'd want to live in the New York City that exists right now. Um, but um, I loved I loved Manhattan. I lived there for 13 years, and I just I, I loved living in it. I loved I loved the city. 
but uh, I mean, Boston, Boston's great. I really, I enjoy living in Boston, but there's really nowhere like New York to me. But oh, it's yeah. Tough city. Tough city to live in. Oh, yeah. You know, everybody, everybody's got a particular favorite city that they like yeah. to live in. Uh, I'm more of a Boston guy myself. Like, I'd rather live in Boston than New York City. But yeah. some people have more of a fascination to the, the larger city than they do to the smaller one. Uh, different things to see and do. So what is it about New York City that you love so much? I just love the fast pace, the anonymity of it. There's just, like, always something open, always something to do. I, You know, it's it's just very appealing to me. It just even in Boston. Although I don't do much late at night anymore, I just love that it's like it, everything's always open and you can just do whatever you want. And there's so many different kinds of people, the diversity. I just, it's just a very, very cool place to me. When you live in New York City, has that changed your outlook? Being around a bunch of different kinds of people, being around a different atmosphere in comparison to Boston um, and some of the other places that you've been, has that changed your outlook on on life has it changed or not changed necessarily but it has it impacted your outlook on life well i mean i grew up in cambridge in like extreme diversity so i think that i always was brought up around you know to be so i mean i think that i was i was probably drawn to new york city because of being around growing up around such diversity like i prefer cities to suburbs because I don't really like, I you know, I like being around a lot of different kinds of people. It's much, it's preferable to me than suburbs. I like being able to walk around, you know. But I, yeah, I think it definitely impacted me and just, you know, being around so many, you know, just so many people from different walks of life and, you know, different careers and different, you know, from different countries all in one place. It's just very, very interesting place. You got, you know, impacted by all different kinds of people. Oh, yeah. No, I absolutely agree with you there. And with all your traveling, uh, you take pictures? Anything to, to <laughs> yeah. keep the memories? I take lots of pictures, yes. And you take a lot of pictures now for your show, Ivy League Murders. I do, uh, I do. You, and it, you take pictures of crimes, right, and universities, places that you, you go that's related to the show? I do, yeah. We do um, we do a lot of traveling, too. We're fortunate because a lot of the crimes we cover are local. Or even if the crime isn't local, a lot of the either the defendants or the victims went to school locally. So we, we are able to uh, visit a lot of the schools or the crime scenes, and we do that. So, for instance, last week we were at Deerfield Academy. We were at Brown two weeks ago. We're constantly at Harvard, you know, visiting different buildings at Harvard or different houses or which they call dorms, houses at Harvard. So we're always doing that and taking pictures so that our listeners can kind of like really feel like they're they're experiencing what, you know, experiencing the crime or really getting a visual of what was happening. Even though they're listening to us, we're on our social media. We provide lots and lots of pictures. Well, it's good that you have the pictures. You know, you brought up Harvard. Um, I have a little funny thing about Harvard. Never try their online classes. I went on their online, dead serious, I swear to God. I went on their online class. You know, they provide these online classes. Yeah. And I went on. I went on and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of going between college and school and uh, broadcasting school. Let's give it a shot. So I go on and I'm typing it in and I put it in. 
and they have a whole list of classes, all different kinds of stuff that they do. And I was excited to pick one. So I picked a public speaking class. Okay. They didn't send me the link. They didn't send me any kind of information. And I call Harvard themselves like two weeks in and I'm like, Hey, I haven't gotten anything. I haven't gotten a link. I haven't gotten any kind of messages. Like, is this a hoax or something? Lady had no idea what I'm talking about. She's like, I've never heard of this. Who are you? Where are you from? <laughs> so it was just kind of well, funny. You can, you can tell Sarah when she comes, when she, if, when you meet her. Yeah, I wouldn't have too much faith in Harvard Online. Unless you're paying them a lot of money, I'm not sure you're going to get full, full service. No, you, you won't get diddly squat from them. I, I promise you that. So, <laughs> so what has been your favorite site so far? Um, well, we've probably, I, it's, we went to, we went to, um, Jane Britton's building in Harvard square, which was one of, um, which was a, uh, a murder, but was also the site of the last Boston strangling killing. And that was kind of cool because we had grown up walking by the building all the time. And never See, without the context, out. you know, without the context, it's like the last Boston strangling, it's really cool. Like if, I, if somebody <laughs> just walked in and heard that, I'm telling you right now, it would have been a whole different story, okay? They would have been like, who are you talking to? <laughs> so what? I think actually, like when I first started hanging out with Sarah, like one of our first play dates was to visit, was to visit the site of a shooting. I was like, <laughs> that's how I knew we were like really simpatico. Like we went out to lunch and then she was like, do you want to go visit the, the site of where, you know, Dr. Sharp killed his wife? And I'm like, yes, let's go. That's a real bonding experience. Yes. That's a fantastic bonding experience. Oh my yes. goodness. That's so funny. Because I had thought of this idea several years ago and I had been collecting crimes. So I had a whole bunch of crimes prior to connecting with Sarah and and you know, starting this. So I, I was ready. When you and Sarah go to New York and Boston and the universities where you guys do the show and you talk about the, the murders or any other crimes, do you talk to witnesses or anybody that anybody that had might've been a part of that crime to get more information for your show? Not really, because a lot of our, most of our um, cases are older. I mean, you know, at least a few years old but many of them are, are historical. So we know we really don't. Um, we just kind of go and try to like walk where these people walked and experience, you know, we do, we really look a lot at the dark side of privilege. So that's a lot of what our podcast is about. So we really want people, our listeners, you know, we, we grew up around these universities and we, but not everybody is so familiar with them. So we really want people to, understand what these schools and these cities and these places look like and, and the privilege that you know that these people are experiencing privilege what do you mean by the dark side of privilege that was that was interesting to me i just picked up on that well i think that a lot of people think that if you go to certain schools or you grow up belonging to certain clubs or in certain cities that you will you know have assurances that you'll you won't you'll stay out of trouble or you won't marry a psychopath or you won't you know you won't have a murderer sitting next to you in class and what we've found in our podcast is there are no guarantees to any of those things you know the right schools the right education it doesn't guarantee that you won't have mental illness that you won't you know marry somebody who who want that who wants to kill you that you won't be you won't have the other human frailties like greed and jealousy and, 
you know, we all suffer from these. You could be extremely intelligent and have no emotional intelligence. There's a dark and a light side to the human psyche, I'd like to think. And to add on to what you said, you really don't know who is all there and who isn't. You know, you could be living in a really beautiful house with a really nice family. And, you know, maybe you've got an uncle or an aunt or, a, I don't know, a cousin that's a little whacked out and you, you wouldn't know. Sometimes they don't show signs. Sometimes they do. I thought. And sometimes there's just misery inside that mansion. You know, you think that people have people have privilege and have everything. And, you know, it, it can be deceiving. Yeah. Yeah, it can be. It are. Is that often talked about on your show? Is that often the kind of prime suspect for these murders, the kind of hidden psychology of people? Yes, yes. I mean, oftentimes our, it's the last one you'd ever suspect. And our, on our, that's, these are the cases we tend to be drawn to. It's the, you know, Yale-educated doctor who everybody thought had the perfect family and everything looked perfect, and then he bludgeons his wife. And it's like, why? He had everything. Why did he throw it all away? And those are the cases that we, we tend to be attracted to because we're interested in knowing why. And, you know, we find that a lot of times, you know, these people are, still, you know, you, you can be a doctor and still be a nar nar narcissistic psychopath. You know, it doesn't, you're just an educated narcissistic psychopath. Nar educated narcissistic psychopath. You know, it's yeah. funny because I know too many people like that. Yeah. <laughs> educated, very narcissistic. I mean, I wouldn't go as far as saying they're a psychopath because that's kind of some, some dark and deep stuff, but. You know, they get the first two out of three. So, I mean, they're not exactly. Right. And I mean, so we have found them. I mean, I don't know if you were saying we're any more than the normal population, but, you know, the cases are definitely there. So I should have brought this up earlier on. Uh, I think people who are going to be watching kind of have an idea now. But what exactly, I mean. Give us a step-by-step -step idea. What is Ivy League murders? We focus on crimes either committed by or victims who are associated with the Ivy League or academia. We start each show by talking about the university. So we'll talk a little bit about the history of the university. So we'll, you know, we'll, if we're doing a Harvard crime, we'll talk a little bit about Harvard and the history, or we just, you know, we just did Princeton. We might talk a little bit about the history of Princeton. Then, then we go into the, the, the person and where, you know, and we talk about their life. And so it's really just kind of like a niche we picked. Um, and then we're going to, we're going to broaden it. So we're going to do prep schools and we're going to do sister, the sister schools and we're going to do safety schools. So we're going to broaden it so it won't just be Ivies, you know, because there's no Ivies on the West Coast. So we're going to do Stanford and we're going to do across the pond and do Cambridge and Oxford. And it's kind of just like a way to look at, you know, it's just another niche for true crime. But we also try to incorporate like literature into our podcast. So we often make literary references, whether it's Shakespeare or the Great Gatsby or uh, you know, a, a Greek mythology reference. So we're just kind of trying to like up the true crime genre a little bit. So it's not just, you know, like all the other ones that it has a little bit of a, you know, an educated edge to it. <laughs>
So to a certain extent, there really isn't anywhere that you won't go. I mean, you're going to go to, to prep schools. You're going to go across the pond. You're going to go to, and you said, you know, there really isn't any schools on the West Coast, but all on the East Coast. And uh, so there really isn't anywhere you guys won't go. Yeah, I don't know if we'll be able to visit them all, but we're going to do case. Well, we're going to we're going to definitely just we're going to do stories on them all. And, you know, we're going to work, work with um, other podcasts to, to do, you know, like maybe we'll work with another a, a podcast in, in the UK and do a story on the UK. Um, but, you know, we're going to we're going to do some, you know, some really cool Harvard stuff with some history because we both have uh, our parents both worked at Harvard. So it's like we have some cool associations there. But um, yeah, so we're just kind of trying to get into like crime and academia. I mean, most of our crimes didn't happen while people were students. They're kind of happening later. But we're just kind of looking at the connection. You know, you kind of think of people, you know, if, if you had it all, if you had every advantage in life, you think, oh, well, I would never do something like that. And people have every advantage in life and still do do things like that how did you and sarah meet yeah actually it's funny because sarah and i actually went to high school together but oh really yeah and we had all the same friends but we actually didn't know each other and then um years 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 later i was i was i had a kitten i was adopting out and she came over to adopt the kitten and we realized the connection and the minute i found out she was you know, from Cambridge. And then I found out that she was a private investigator and she went to Harvard. I like pitched her on this idea. So we can thank the birth of Ivy League murders to a cat. Call her cat, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. I just find that really funny. Very clever just, and clever. We take tons of pictures of the podcast. It's all over our social media. The podcast. So if you guys find her social media for ivy league murders make sure you find the pod cat not cast cat i thought that's just hilarious yeah that is so funny also brutus the podcast so he's all over our social media (laughs) he like drives in the car with us like like we have pictures he just like drives out you're not on the car you're not on the cat drive are you no yeah it's it's very funny now, you've so, seen the YouTube videos where the cats, where they make the, make it look like the cat's driving. That's nice. That's that's not that's not the podcast though. Pa- no, podcast not, do not, that. not yet. It may be happening. When did you develop your true crime obsession? I've always had it, and so is Sarah. And I think that's why we're so simpatico. <laughs> oh, there's the podcast. There, there, there he is, ladies and gentlemen, Brutus the podcast. So if you. Uh... <laughs> uh... I read. I mean, that's I've awesome. Reading, I have been obsessed with like true crime and and like privilege in society since like elementary school. I mean, I read like Mommy Dearest and Little Gloria, Happy at Last in like seventh, sixth grade, and I was reading, you know, Fatal Vision, you know, in high school. I mean, all of these class, you know, Helter Skelter. I mean, all these books. I mean, I was waiting in line to, to meet Vincent Bugliosi when I was, like, 20. I mean, it's, like, you know, not what normal 20-year-olds do in Miami Beach, you know? <laughs> but I did like, Most of the time, they're on spring break. I mean, but, yeah, I mean, right? that's what makes you different. So yeah. do you have a favorite book? 
Oh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, the classics in cold blood, uh, Helter Skelter, Fatal Vision. Do you talk about some of these books on your show? Oh, yeah, I, of course. Yeah, definitely. Especially we read a lot. We do a lot of research. So we read books pertaining to each case generally. And, um, you know, we definitely work in the, the, our favorites. But, yeah, we do talk about them. Do any of the murders that happen in these books actually relate to some of the murders that you see in real life that you guys research? Well, we read the true crime books. So all the books we read are true crime. You know, we, we keep it. I mean, we read a lot of Dominic Dunn, which are fictionalized, fictionalized books, which I love because he takes true crime books from society and he fictionalizes them. But everything else we read are all just nonfiction. Is there any project that you're looking forward to on Ivy League Murders that you'd like to share with the audience? Well, we have two collaborative cases coming up, you know, with other podcasters. So we have a big one um, on Amy Bishop, which she was a uh, the one of the first, well, a very rare female mass murderer. So she, she was denied tenure at University of Alabama Huntsville, and she shot up the classroom so we're doing that with the women in crime and we have a um episode coming up with hauntingly yours we're doing an episode on the widener library and widener died in the titanic and the library is a memorial to him and i've actually worked in that library and it's that's a haunted library in, in cambridge so those are pretty cool cases and uh that one i think particularly is going to be very cool a lot of history there a lot of like real gilded age cool like real tragic story but like real you know kind of titanic history there yeah no that sounds amazing wow yeah. that's incredible what is your uh i mean what's your experience working at this at this library i mean did you see anything kind of creepy did you see anything out of the ordinary i didn't but apparently if um you know he died on the titanic and when the building was built one of the stipulations was there had to be a room devoted to his book collection with fresh his portrait and fresh flowers every day. So apparently whenever they've tried to move his portrait, creepy things have happened. And my mother worked there for 20 years. And so there's different stories about when they've had to, you know, change things around in the library and moved his portrait and creepy things happen and people being hurt. And uh, so... And you know, it's the mother and the mother built it after the father and son died on the Titanic. And oh it's my massive. goodness! I mean, it it cost you know probably seventy to a hundred million in nineteen twelve. Well, no, nineteen fourteen. So, I mean, that's that's a lot of money for. I mean, that's a lot of money now, but that adds up a lot back then too. Well, it was three million then, which would be seventy million now. I mean, it's oh. just crazy, you know. This, this structure is huge. So, I mean, it's just really interesting, the whole thing. But, yeah, we have a lot of really cool cases coming up. We're working on one now about a UPenn professor who killed his wife. So, but a we have... A UPenn professor who killed his wife. Can you get... Can you give us a little, like, a little sneak peek of, of what that was? Well, his name is Raphael Robbie's from Israel, and she was going to divorce him, and he killed her. But 
we we have some really that one isn't even as interesting as some of the historical cases we have coming up. I mean, we're going to do Klaus von Bülow. We'll do Klaus von Bülow because he went to Cambridge in England, and um, you know we will definitely um, be doing. There's another really really old historical case at Harvard of two doctors from the 1800s. We'll do. Um, you know, we'll do some, some, you know, we will definitely do some popular cases like the Unabomber who went to Harvard, but we're trying to find some, some really kind of obscure, even like, you know, there's some cases that people aren't as aware of. There's two cases of students from our high school that were killed by Harvard students and we'll be, we actually have interviews on those cases with um, teachers from the high school. So that will be interesting. I noticed a common trend of Harvard you're talking about a lot of a lot of murders and a lot of crime coming out of Harvard. That's interesting. Yeah, you know what? I don't know what it is, but we, I mean, maybe it's uh, the proximity. I mean, but I don't know. We are finding a lot at Harvard. Now, obviously, our access to Harvard is going to be the best because we live, we're from Cambridge, but we are finding a lot at Harvard. But, and then, you know, the the locals being murdered, you know, with the Harvard is when they went to our high school, we, we know people at the school that makes it easier, but there is a lot at Harvard for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, you don't see a lot of that coming. You hear a lot of Harvard, not so much Yale. <laughs> That's just funny. I not, know a lot, yeah. not as much at Yale. Whoa. Not as much at Yale. We can't, not much at Dartmouth. We can't find much at Dartmouth, but a lot at Harvard. For those who watch your show, Ivy League Murderers, there's going to be a lot coming up. There's going to be a lot coming up. A lot. Lots of exciting stuff. A lot of, we're going to really, you know, we're going to do much more international stuff, more historical stuff, get, get really interesting. We're going to venture into YouTube. We're going to do a lot of exciting stuff. Well, that sounds, that sounds unbelievable. And for people who aren't really into. <laughs> oh, me, no. Sarah and I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's you and Sarah. What was that from? What, what were you guys doing there? Oh, that was at a uh, at a at a picnic. That was a picnic. So this has been Laura Rodriguez McDonald. She yeah. is one of the hosts of Ivy League Murders. Thank you so much for joining us. And anybody who's interested, go check it out on Clovercrest Media, the same network that is this show. Thank you for joining us. We had a good Thank great time. Thank you.